Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens, presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. And you can go on www.chillboys.com. And listeners, you can type in HB15 to get 15% off your first order from the Chill Boys. Get your underwear, socks made out of bamboo. Now I'd like to introduce our guest this week, special guest, one of my favorite teammates I've had. We had a lot of fun together in Utah, <laughs> Salt Lake City there. His name is Cole Yuli. He resides from Calgary, Alberta. He is still playing hockey today. His last season was in Slovakia. He's dealing with some injury issues right now. Um, currently rehabbing the hips. And, you know, everyone's wondering, what's this guy doing right now while he's rehabbing? <laughs> um, you know what? He's got a Twitch stream out there. He's, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's you know, he's pushing the sticks. He's actually he's actually typing the keyboard because I know he's play, he doesn't play with the controller anymore. He's, he's past that. Yeah, um, that's true. But he's on Twitch, and everyone listening, who's whoever's into that stuff, whoever likes watching it, um, I will tell you, he is a good personality on there, and he's fun to watch. Hell of a player. Yule Train, U-L-L Train on Twitch. Follow him. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a frequent watcher, aren't I, Yules? Yeah, yeah, you're new, but you're frequent. But, yeah, <laughs> if anyone wants to come on and, you know, ask me anything, I'm open book, so feel free to pull up. <laughs> And as always, I'm joined by Trevor Olson, Jack Mason, my name, Gage Osmus. Um, you know, Trevor's name is actually Trevor. Not too many people know that. I would like to state that right now. His name is Trevor Olson. Um, not Travis, not Jacob, whatever you want to It's Trevor. It's Trevor. So. I go by whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Let's get into our uh, weekend recap. Brought to you by Beauty Status. And folks, Beauty Status is an authentic Minnesota hockey brand. Just, you know, original stuff, t-shirts, head covers, stickers for the man cave, flags, polos. They've got it all. Good Minnesota hockey stuff for all the fans out there. Go and check out Beauty Status um, on all socials. Their website is www.beautystatushky.com. Olsen, you want to start us off? What did you get up to this weekend? Yeah, actually another pretty relaxing weekend uh, until Sunday. Um, we went and looked at some houses last week. Um, we actually submitted an offer, and we got a call Sunday night uh, that got accepted. So we um, are going through the, the housing process right now. Uh, just got the inspection done, and all that looks good. Um, but it's been a pretty crazy uh, 48 hours here. So uh, kind of caught us off guard. We lowballed them, um, and we were surprised they actually accepted. We thought they'd come back with a counter or something. So uh, it all worked out, but um, it got pretty busy Sunday night. Yeah, congrats congrats to you, obviously, Ols, um, on getting the house. And obviously, you know, well done on um, lowballing and having them accept. I mean, you, you clearly won the deal. It's just, you know, I hate, I will have to mention, I do feel bad for those old folks that you kind of swindled out of a couple thousand dollars, but, uh, you know, I'm happy for you. And no, that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's exciting news. Also, I'm excited to hear how things go. Obviously 
you'll probably uh, move in and have some more stories. So that'll give us some uh, more weekend updates coming from you. Yeah, for sure. We, we'll have some uh, remodeling stuff going on for the next couple of months. It's a little bit of a fixer upper. The uh, the old lady there, she's she's 90 bucks old. So um, she's been in there for quite a while. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll look to renovate that a little bit and make her look uh, a little nice and, and newer. So. Uh, put a little make, put a little makeup on it. Yeah, a little makeup, a little makeup. Get it ready for a go night. Yeah, exactly. Yules, what'd you get up to this weekend? Uh, actually, this weekend had a little staycation downtown Calgary at the Hyatt. Uh, just a couple days down there at the spa, walking around downtown. Went up the Calgary Tower first time. Actually, lived here my whole life. First time ever up there. But uh, yeah, just kind of chilled downtown and you know relaxed a little bit. That's gonna that's gonna build a that's that's called putting putting some money in the bank there with the relationship, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Just put money into the piggy bank. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll be bringing this one up later when you're mad. Exactly. <laughs> you remember that staycation downtown Calgary? Yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> on my points. On my points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's good no that's awesome um sounds great mace what'd you get up to this weekend uh nothing too crazy um <clears throat> had the fellas over on friday uh got some drinks going uh then went to the bulldog played some darts nothing out of the usual uh saturday went to a show at the armory with one of my roommates and then two other people and that was pretty fun what was that and, uh it was called laser fest I had never heard of any of the people there, but I don't know. It sounded like a good time, so I went, and it was pretty sounds damn good like, time. Sounds like Mace is uh, heading back to the fishnets quite often. <laughs> you know, I can't blame him. We've, we've talked about before, Yules. You know, you know those those concerts with the lasers going. For some reason, women feel like they need to wear fishnets to these concerts. <laughs> yeah, they go hand in hand. Yeah, and for some reason, it's it kind of looks cool. So. Um, <laughs> No, that's awesome, Mace. Yeah, and then, and then uh, Sunday just chilled, watched football all day. Not too much. Nice. Love it. Yep. I uh so this weekend I didn't do didn't do too much. Um I watched I watched UND both nights. Tough weekend for those boys. Um I watched my brother Trey. He's, he's back from his double hip surgery, which Yules is kind of going through right now. Um so Trey had double hip surgery earlier on in the summer, and it's he just played, I think, his fourth fourth or fifth game back in the lineup. Um, so he's starting to look a little better out there, a little more confident, moving around pretty good. So um, that's that's exciting to see. But I guess the one thing I did do out of the norm was uh, I went and bought myself a pistol. <laughs> and then uh, so I got this pistol. It's uh, Springfield 40. And I got some bullets. I went up to my grandparents' lake and uh, shot targets for a while. It was unbelievable. <laughs> this thing, is, <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, it was just, I was like doing different moves, like going down on one knee. <laughs> 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 oh, it was, no, it was, it was good. I, I kind of wanted it because for some reason, you know, I think, you know, the, I'm not going to get into the politics of the gun stuff, but, um, for some reason, I, I'm just like, you know what? I'm a man. Everyone else has got guns. I think if I'm going to be living in a house, for some reason, I f I'll feel a little better if I got a gun in there. So that's fair. 
that's and a, it's that's, also yeah, good point. And you and you <laughs> bet your and you bet your ass I'm gonna have a few beers and go out to the range and shoot this mother because it's <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. This fucking <laughs> it's it's scary, man. They're powerful. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was my weekend. Obviously, great to see the Vikes get a win again. They keep pulling it off, man. They keep they keep doing it. And the, and they're underdogs again this week against the Detroit Lions. Ten and two underdogs against the five and seven Detroit Lions. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. I can, I you know for a fact if the Lions win, Cameron's going to be texting the old uh, UND group chat going. No. Vikings suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Every time. Last year, I think it was twice. Oh, God. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so good. But, yeah, no, that's – and the funny part about that, how f- it's so funny that they're an underdog being 10-2, and two, but I'm not putting money on the game, but I would still bet the Lions because <laughs> I think the I think the Lions are going to win. I just don't – I don't know. Ve- Vegas, Vegas knows. Vegas knows that the Vikings defense yeah. is – butt cheeks so i guess always knows they always know <laughs> i know well let's move on to our predictions for the week here um starts off the first series denver at duluth i am going split one on one which is actually i think duluth's gonna pull one what was that who was that did you hear that? Oh, Shelby's down. Shelby took a digger. I gotta go check on her. <laughs> I'll give you uh I'll give you D- Denver sweep. There oh. you go. All right. Yules, what do you got? Uh I don't know, man. I don't watch college hockey that much, but I'm gonna go Duluth sweep. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I mean, right now, Ewell's Denver is by far the best team in college hockey. Are they? <laughs> but. At but home, though. At home, though. Duluth Duluth is a powerhouse school. Like, they I feel like playing fine. at home in college is a nice advantage, too. No, It is. It is. It's different. Yeah. Mace, what do you think? I got? wouldn't know. Um, I mean. Duluth's coming off the split against CC, but Denver's a damn good team. I'm going Denver winning time. Oh, I like it. That's a good <laughs> choice. I could see that happening very well. Um, we'll move on to the next one. This one's just a one-game shot. Yules, I'll fill you in a little All bit. Right. It's it's BU at BC. Yeah. Um, what? Obviously, huge rival schools. Um, BU is but is the better team for sure this year, but they're at BC, so it's up to you. BU is a better team? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll go BU then. <laughs> yeah, I like that pick. Yules, pick a score. Just guess a score. Uh, college hockey, probably one nothing. Cocksucker. Um okay. I'll go BU as well. I'm gonna go four one. Damn. All right, all right. And then 
I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm taking BC at home. BU is the better school, but I think BC takes it, and then I'm going to go 2-1, low scoring, get one right at the end. (laughs) All right. I like that. Let's just – let's ask Ols when he gets back. He can just fire him off for us. Yeah. Michigan at Michigan State. Yule's two good teams, rivals. You can't. You don't really need to know much more. How's Michigan's, Michigan this year, though? They lost all the, a bunch of young guys, no, like Power and stuff. They did. They did, but they still have uh, all those first round picks. They still have quite a few first rounders on the team. High first rounders too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll go Michigan State though. Michigan State scores too. Scores too. No, no, no. Okay. It's a series. They're actually playing two games. Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go split then. I'll go split then. Okay, I like that. Where where are we at? We're at we're at Michigan at Michigan State. Michigan at Michigan State. Uh I'm gonna go uh, Michigan win and a tie. Oh, I like it. Also before we before you leave us again, BU at BC one game shot. Score B- two. BU at BC. I'm going BU. BU <laughs> takes that one. Yeah, I apologize there. I had to get up there. She had a bowl full of ice cream she's going to the to the couch and she tripped and fell and she exploded <laughs> the ice cream all over the place she's vacuuming right now <laughs> oh no does, does she have enough to make a second bowl yes it's all good it's all good it was a small portion so she'll probably double down on this one if that's your only bowl and you don't have the ingredients to make another one are you trying to salvage some of that and still eating it you got to take a spoonful or two off the floor, I feel like. If it's still in scoop form, you might be able to. <laughs> yeah. Take it I off think, the top. Yeah. I think I'm scooping it off the ground. I I used to I could I used to spin it around until it was almost like a milkshake <laughs> in my bowl. So, if I if I dropped it, I'd be screwed. But oh, yeah. yeah, if it was scoop form, I'm definitely grabbing a little I, bit of I used to put the I used to put the chocolate hard shell over the top of mine. Wow. So that that might have kept it intact and <laughs> held that, it together. That, that play. You're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> um oh you gotta pick a score for the BU BC game. Okay. I said I said BU on the road. Um uh, mm. uh four two. Has that been said it's, already? I said 4-1. All right, 4-2. We going to... You got Michigan at Michigan State, Mace. Okay. Um, Michigan State's higher ranked right now. At home. I'll take Michigan State sweep. I like that. I'm I'm going sweep, or sorry, split, just as Yules did there. Smart man. Chicken. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I like I, I like I like the Michigan State's I like their game right now. I don't know why, but Big Ten's and, Big Big Ten's kind of good. And you know what sucks is DeRitter, their goalie left to play for UND, who is having a tougher season than Michigan State. That's that could be on the Sioux Boys too, though. I mean, they're they're straight trash right now. I mean, when are we gonna call these fucking clowns out? Come on, boys, <laughs> tighten the hell up. I mean, when do we get to that point? Yeah, 
I don't, I don't know. Like tighten the hell up. Yeah, it's uh, you know they're up three nothing. I, sorry, Yules, we're bringing you on some college hockey train. That's but okay. They're up three nothing in the black unis on the road. And it's they tough to lose. It's tough they to choked. lose that one. It's they tough ch- to lose. They choked. I don't know the- how. No, I, I they mean, lose to Saint Cloud. Which is which? St. Cloud's very good. St. Cloud's mm-hmm. very, very good. Um, In their barn, it's a big sheet. Boys got tired late. I'm, but the way the way I am, I never cry. I, I never cry wolf before Chris's break. Because no, you never know. But you, you, you got. We got to send some life. I mean, I hope they're listening. You know, it, it's very reminiscent of uh, your senior year, my junior year, Gage. You know, a lot of if ands and buts, a lot of close games, losing. Uh, we didn't make it very far, so you know, I'm, I just want to kick the donkey in the ass a little bit here. Someone's gotta. It ain't gonna listen to me. I scored like six goals in college. So. <laughs> <laughs> Score more goals. Uh, all right, all right. Did I? So I went and split. Okay, next one. RPI at Quinnipiac. I'm going Quinnipiac sweep. It is what it is. I'm just picking that. You'll see. You want to go? Oh, yeah, I can go. Uh, I got a homie that played at RPI, so I'll go RPI sweep. I like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hope. I'm I'm loving his picks because they're they're kind of they're kind of brutal. But <laughs> it's not like I mean I have a te- I mean I have a terrible record. And you're asking me about a league that I've never even fucking looked at. Oh yeah, yeah. that's why it's that's why it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. And you're, that's pro- why it's great. you're probably going to be right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it, it, it would you might have to bring like... me on every week for predictions. Yeah, <laughs> start making some money. Yules, yeah. Yules, you should have made us predict the uh, the slated WHL. I have fucking yeah, idea. dude, I don't know though. I would be probably <laughs> fucking in the same boat. <laughs> I'm um, uh, I'm taking a split. I'm going right down the pipe. And then I'll take Quinnipiac sweep as well. They're they're a good team this year. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> good thing I took RPI. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard at this laugh. Here's yeah, Quinnipiac's nasty goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the uh, the fun stuff brought to you by Butter Golf, Jordan Schmaltz's brand, a fellow North Dakota fighting Sioux. His own golf apparel brand. He's coming out with new stuff. I know in the new year here, so make sure to watch out for that. Butter Golf on all the social medias. Make sure to watch it. Get it. It's it's trendy. It's hip. You know, all the cool kids are wearing it. So um, get yourself to Butter Golf. Let's move on to the nail gun of the week here. Um, does anyone want to start us off? Do you want, you know, the nail gun of the week specializer to start off or? Yeah, go, go, for, go, it, go it. for it. Specialist specializer. <laughs> All right. So my first one is there's this guy going, <laughs> there's this guy that goes grocery shopping and he's like, you know, the liver king is like ancestral. Well, this guy's a hunter gatherer. Primal, he's primal. Making, yeah, and he's making a video, and he's shooting a bow and arrow through everything that he buys. So like, he's shooting, he's shooting an arrow through like 
<laughs> cereal and shit, like <laughs> everything, like meat. <laughs> and he puts it up on the counter, and the cashier's just ringing it up, like. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, so I got that guy as one of the nail guns of the week, and then for my second, um, I don't think I mentioned this one on the last one, but um, did I ever talk about the McDonald's worker? And she gets chirped by this guy making a video in Atlanta. No, no. So this, so this, so this guy walks up to the cash register at McDonald's and this girl's cashier. And he's like, ma'am, hands her, hands her his receipt. And he's like, ma'am, I know you didn't talk to my boyfriend like that. What are you saying to my boyfriend? And she's like, what the hell? She's like, didn't know what to say. And then the manager walks out. And she's like, what's going on here? And then she starts like, he's talking. She's leaving notes to my boyfriend. She's like, I don't care what she's doing. You get out of here. You order food. You got nothing to say. You're not, you're not ordering food. You get out of here. And then she just, everyone, all the workers come out. And they're like yelling at this guy making the video. Like, get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Like, completely bully this guy who's trying to make a video out of this McDonald's place. Just fucking nails. <laughs> oh, they all just had their back and then they started like saying like where they're from like you don't come up you don't come here and like wherever atlanta and expect to do something like this like it's so great <laughs> i think i uh i think i re- retweeted it so if anyone wants to <laughs> i'll peep that i'll peep that for sure you can go peep it. it's hilarious <laughs> uh, so i got we, a nail gun i got yeah, a nail gun fire away i gotta go with elon man that guy's putting some serious skin in the game. <laughs> going out of his way to put skin in the game almost. Completely going Couldn't out of me. his <laughs> <laughs> Think about if you had even just a billion dollars, you would not be like... I'd be sipping pina coladas on the beach, dude. I wouldn't be heading you... to Twitter headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> like like you hear about you hear about all these like politicians and stuff taking vacation like does does elon take vacation like what does that guy do i don't know man you get him on the pod he's (laughs) he's gotta work he's gotta work like 16 hours a day every day yeah probably he just enjoys it though hey that's find find the job that you love i guess eh? guy just loves it or he loves money he's just fucking around the guy's an alien man <laughs> yeah he is he's built different for sure i mean when you have that type of money you can do whatever you want i mean he's like oh yeah. i'm gonna start building rocket ships <laughs> hey engineers engineers let's build a rocket ship here here's a ton of money yeah i'm gonna start building electric cars hey engineers here's a ton of money build some electric cars yeah <laughs> I love now that. he's got now he's got like the biggest media pro platform like on earth yeah. almost. And then he just fires he fires seventy percent of the people, <laughs> and it's just still cooking. Guys, a, yeah. guys, an absolute extraterrestrial. <laughs> a man. nail gun, some would say. Yes, a nail gun. Good choice. <laughs> Mace, you go. I I don't have one this week. All right. Um. So this uh for my nail gun, it was actually a video that surfaced probably probably five or something years ago. It was a video of this guy. He was on a hunting trip and he's going around hunting. And all of a sudden this giant kangaroo like headlocks his dog and he goes up to the kangaroo and squares up and just whacks it in the face. 
<laughs> I've seen that. It's he's nails. <laughs> like, oh, people are hating on him. He literally the, the kangaroo literally lets go of the dog and they're both just Yeah. <laughs> and the kangaroo oh, yeah. backs down too, dude. The kangaroo backs down. Kangaroo's its face like... just gets popped and it's like <laughs> It was at least like sixty tall. That thing was a monster. I'm not. I'm not going in past that. But no, oh. God, no. Kangaroo can have my pup at that point. I, I've heard stories about kangaroos. They're they're mean. Yeah. So he's getting a ton of hate online, and like Peta like tweeted at him and said like, "Oh, you're a piece of shit" or whatever. What? All these people are hating on him because he like stood up for his dog. Well, it turns out this dude is a zookeeper and he raises kangaroos. And he's like, yeah, I just didn't really listen to any of these people because I know a lot more about joeys than they'll ever know or whatever. Uh, Oh, my God. I didn't know that part. That's so sick. (laughs) How do you ever wonder, like, how dumb you feel if you're one of those reporters, like saying, like, how bad of a guy this is and like. How he doesn't know anything about kangaroos, then the guy's like, <laughs> I like live with kangaroos. <laughs> he posted a picture and, the, and, and, you're, and you're the per, you're the person typing up the report, like chirping the guy, and you've never ever seen a kangaroo. <laughs> I love it. Oh, great, great that's choice, awesome. fellas. I I don't have any. I don't have one this week. Okay, let's move on to the next topic here. How bad was your worst coach or like a story no names said but like yeah yeah can you ever think of a moment where you're just like god like this yeah oh yeah this, i got one right now ready to what go is this, <laughs> what is this coach doing yeah Fire. I, right. I don't know if he was my worst coach i mean like i feel like how good your coach is usually just depends on how much they like you and that's how you're yeah. probably gonna feel about them but uh, yeah, I had a coach and uh, I was taking warmups, didn't know if I was going to play like a guy was not really sure. And so I'm sitting there after warmups waiting to like, usually the coach is like, we'll just give you one of these or like, you know, you're getting scratched. So they just like, they don't want to look you in the eye or like whatever. This guy rolls around the corner, looks at me, pulls out a fake fishing rod, whips it at me and does this one. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm looking at the guys next to me, I'm like, so, like, am I playing or what? And he's like, no, no, you're out. Get out of there. He thought it was so funny, too. He started doing this. Yeah, I get on the ground, I'm like, flopping. I I don't know if that's what he thought I was going to do, but I was like, dude, I want to fucking play. Like, what do you, this isn't funny, man. Like, this isn't pro, too. So I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. No. Oh my god! Well, it did so at the cool. time, but now that I've played, yeah. that, was, I don't, that was probably my first year. So <laughs> the guy's just so scared to tell you you're not playing. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, does that mean I'm fucking not playing or what? Like, I'm pissed. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I guess I don't have like a. There's, there's reasons that I think code make make coaches bad whether they're just not in touch like they don't know their team like at all or you know they don't spend time around the team or something like that or um but one like funny thing i had was coaches either have like good drills or bad drills and they're the ones like drawing these drills up on the board and the in the coach's room like oh we gotta do this one because we gotta we gotta get better at this so like let's do this drill to help them do this and it's like 
sometimes, you know, obviously some coaches are good at it. It turns out to be a great drill. Other times, <laughs> some other times the drill is just terrible. Like in real life, like it looks good on the board, but then you like look at it on the board and you try to do it in real life and you're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and there were, there were a couple of times where like, even you notice like, the coaches like blow it down and switch drills because they're like, "This is fucking." <laughs> That's so <laughs> bad. That's so funny. Keep, people keep fucking it up. They're just like, "All right, we're moving on from this drill." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That's oh. It. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know if I have a certain story about bad coaches. I haven't had too many. I mean, realistically, how many bad coaches have you guys had? versus good ones like, have you had more bad coaches or more good ones <sighs> i mean <Bad. laughs> yeah you think so i don't know i just think there's so many factors that play into it man like there's there's yeah. coaches that are good at talking to their players but they're just like not good drill people or you know they don't know how to talk to their players and yeah you know, it does it does it definitely depends on your standard of the coach. Like, yeah, I guess I'm thinking about a pretty easy on the coach. Cause I see, I don't really look at too many of the negatives. I mean, there's negatives, each coach and positives. Yeah. I try to focus on how many positives they bring to the table and how valuable they are, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I had a coach. He just didn't give a shit. If you can make a play, all he wanted to, he wanted everything done at like a hundred percent speed and he wanted the dump and chase thing. And you just couldn't veer out of that at all. Like I was, I was a very much a dump and chase player, but I also had some poise, you know, a little Boise state out there. I, you know, I wanted to pull up at the blue line and send a little sauce every once in a while, see what happens. That's, and how, it was that's just, how plays are made. Right. You got to You got to open it up. You got to change something. Yeah. And yeah. the whole time he just yelled speed or dump it it was just like all right man like there's yeah. got to be some kind of you know middle ground here the worst is when the coaches hit you with like they'll show a video where you're like gliding and they're like you got to get your feet moving it's like dude if i'm moving my feet i'm fucking running into that guy's asshole like, we're all gonna be we're all gonna be this far away from the puck like you have to glide a little bit dude i'm not a fucking machine <laughs> Dude. video when they get when they get real particular in video it's like come on they pause it they're like you should be right there click click yeah. millisecond and you're there but. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, but but i will say as as i've gotten in the workforce and worked a job i will say you do have to be like over the top on things at the top because it's a trickle down effect. Like if you're over the top, then the guys, the players will, they're not going to be perfect, but they're going to be closer to over the top than if you were just easy on them, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's just where the, you know, some coaches are good in that way and some coaches aren't good, you know? And I, I don't know. I think there's so much that plays into it. Like, for me, a bad coach is somebody that just doesn't really get the game and just yells to yell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys can figure out so quick if a guy's faking it, like, yeah, so quick. If he's like, try, like, I had one coach that, like, he put in so much effort, so much passion, and like, 
you just can't fake that. And the guys would like run yeah, through yeah. a wall for yeah. him, basically. That's true. And that's if someone who doesn't have that in them tries to fake it, it's just like right, you're you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like cringe. It's like cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of the biggest attributes to have is the passion. Yeah, Mace. What do you um, think? I mean, I have one story of a coach that like really sticks out. Um, this is probably like squirt, maybe first year peewee. So we were pretty young still. I mean, I was on like the B2 or the C team. Like I wasn't on any good team or whatever. Grind it's open. regular season, you know. So it's regular season. We go through the first two periods and our goalies get scored on like six or seven times. Like it was pretty <laughs> bad, like whatever. The next period he comes out, pulls him for the entire third period. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're 10. We're 10. (laughs) Let the dude play. Who gives a shit? Like, what? I'll teach him a lesson. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's definitely going to get better just sitting on the bench while I'm taking pucks as a defenseman. Like, I blocked, like, two shots just sitting in front of the net. But, oh, I was just like, dude, you got to be kidding me. Oh, that's brutal. How How are the other parents not pissed about that? Oh, yeah, God. parents are. Um, sick. That's why. One thing I was gonna bring up about a good coach is, and bad coaches are not as good. A good coach can watch the game and he sees every player on the ice. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. I've there's some coaches who like they only watch certain players or the, the forwards or the D, and they're not they don't watch everyone. So like they don't even know how everyone played. Yeah. I, I would add something to that. I think there's guys that depend too much on video too. Like video is great, but video isn't the actual game. Like watching the actual game and like understanding the plays. That's why I like the communication. Like somebody coming back to the bench. Hey, what were you thinking there? You know, oh, yeah. you know, I tried to pull up, make a play. You know, it didn't work. He's like, yeah, maybe next time just, you know, whatever. Just have a fucking conversation about it. But and then he pulls up the video and it's like, oh, yeah, you definitely should have dumped this one in. And it's like, well, because you slowed it down a hundred times and I yeah. made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you could when, when I mean, when you're in hockey at any given point, there's like 15 different plays you can make. Yeah. Like every second of the game, like mm. you can stop the video and go through like five different plays you could have made, but you went with the other one. You don't stop it on the good ones have been like, oh, you could have went right. And like, yeah, you don't fucking know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nothing worse than getting ripped on the obvious ones, too. Like you try to rip a you try to rip a pass like across and a guy bats it down out of the air and the coach is like, What the fuck were you thinking? Like, Dude, I know. Like, I don't know. Dude, I fucked I have, up. I have to take chances out here. All yeah, right? yeah. Like shit's gonna that, happen, dude. That's that's when you come back to the bench and you just you pretend to be mad. You're like, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. You know, just yeah. so the coach won't say anything to yeah. you. Yeah, well, so, like, obviously, I know I fucked up, dude. The guy went the other way and talked. Like, yeah. you don't need to fucking scream at me. <laughs> it's not like I'm happy about this either, all right? Yeah, I'm fucking pissed, too. There's scouts in the stands watching. That, yeah, exactly. that doesn't look good for me, all right? No. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right, let's move on to the next stuff here. A little bit of NHL talk. I wanted to bring up the Truba hit. 
Um, I wanted to bring up Jack Edwards' comments on Pat Maroon. And I wanted to bring up Brock Besser a little bit, trade rumors. Let's start off with the Truba hit. I wanted to talk about everyone hates Truba now. Fans, everyone hating on the guy. I mean, he just fucking kills guys. Like, we're still, are we still playing hockey or is that not allowed anymore? That was a clean hit. That's what I'm going to say. That was a clean hit. It was high. It was high. It was high. But but Anthusasio or whatever his name is, Anthusias. Oh, he's he's Anthony Seal. Anthony Seal, yeah. What did you? What Greek god did you just say? Anthony Seal. Anthony Seal is not going to come skating through the middle like that again when he's playing the Rangers. Like it's a fact. Yeah, Mace. Mace, I I agree though. I I love that hit. You know, I don't even know what was the assessment. I didn't look in. Was there a penalty? What was the call? He had. He just had to. He fought twice, and Truba had to fight twice. And yeah. then he, I think he got a penalty for the first hit. Just the and two? Then, uh, I don't know what it was. I mean, and regardless then, uh, if it's clean or not, though, if I'm in the NHL and I see a guy fucking taking off guys' heads and I'm playing him that night, I'm taking an extra peak up every time he's on the ice. 100%. 100%. Every time you take that peak up at that level is a split second. That's the difference between making a great play or – Making a shit play. One hundred stick tighter. Like one hundred. He might not score, but he's fucking. He's doing something. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. I'm a, I, I've always been a heavy hitter. I, I enjoy that part of the game. Like it's needed. I think it's awful that that part of the game is viewed as like a, a violent play or or something. It there is a need for it. Yes, it is. It is a violent play. Yeah, but it's a violent game. Yeah, game honest, people, people are trying to like, oh, like hockey, like it's a violent game. That's always what it has been. That's why people play it. That's why people watch it. It is it's, what it is. It's it's super cool. The NHL is awesome and fast and skilled. And but the the fact of the matter is, is there's six four, two hundred and fifty pound guys playing on that ice sheet. And they need a reason to play too. They're not. They're not going to be skilled guys. They're gonna. They're gonna dump on you once in a while, and it's just part of the game. So suck it up, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm the guy that's usually getting hit, and I agree. So <laughs> yeah, Yules. Yeah, but Yules, you've. I mean, you play the game a certain way. That's a that they can't play that works around those fucking guys on the ice too. Yeah. Like you've learned ways to like evade them and like like sometimes when a guy comes to kill you it's best case yes yeah you, oh yeah yeah until the one time it's bad then you're fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah but that's why that's what makes you a hockey player that's what makes it so hard to make it that's why those guys are in the nhl because they're willing and like same with the nfl they're willing yeah. to get hit like that they're willing to they're not scared of that shit like they're you can't doing it. play if you're scared like, at that level you know how, <laughs> all the population that's talking about it and writing about it they're all scared to do, actually do it that's why they're not doing it yeah it's that's part of it people are people are chirping like truba for like yelling at his bench or whatever on the way out i kind of see what he's doing he the rangers aren't doing so hot this year and they have talent and he's just trying to fire the bench up and get a spark going. Yeah. Like, and that's why he's fighting all the time. That's why he's making these big hits. Like, he's just trying to get the bench amped up. And I don't know. I'm behind it. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. There's just, 
it's just it's part of the game and you know i appreciate that they're they're looking into like the the safety of the players and everything that's awesome but they can't they can't take that part out of the game they can't take hitting out of the game they can't take fighting out of the game uh, it's it's there for a reason it's there so people can't cheap shot and you know if if the guys thought truba's hit was bad they went out and and they settled the score with truba and that's that's what that's what hockey is and that's what people don't really understand yeah but but i i enjoy i enjoy the fact that you know in nhl nfl you know concussions are a huge thing they're trying to get that out of the game which is great um but the the fact of the matter is is that that hits aren't going to go anywhere fights aren't going to go anywhere uh so quit fucking debating it in my opinion i wish they would but uh, (laughs) i guess we'll We'll move on to the next one. It's kind of funny. We can do this one pretty quick. But Jack Edwards talking about Pat Maroon. Did you guys hear that? What he said? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just like pretty much calling Maroon fat on the broadcast, <laughs> like during the game. I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I'm just like, because obviously Pat Maroon's not like thinking he's fat. Like, Pat Maroon's not like, oh, like I'm fat. Like, I'm sub, I'm, I'm like, self-conscious about that like he doesn't give a fuck yeah Three you know so like row, dude he doesn't yeah give so a yeah fuck. <laughs> no so that so that's so that's why i think it's funny right like you can make fun of pat maroon for being fat like because he's doesn't get like why does that guy give a fuck he's not fat like no. he's playing in the nhl like he's not fat <laughs> like um so that's why i thought it was funny but i mean maroon fires back at him and people are pissed rightfully so because it's just a wild thing to say on yeah. A broadcast. I mean, it's um, a national. Like, it was just unprofessional. Yeah, it's very. It's it was like it felt like barstoolish. Like, if the barstool broadcast was like doing the game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I mean, some broadcasters are are awesome in the sport, and some aren't. You know, there's there's people that are knowledgeable and and things like that. And I'm not saying that he's not, but there's just a time time and a place and it's probably not on air to say that stuff <laughs> and like it took him like a minute to spit it out dude like the shit's happening like are you not gonna like yeah. do your one job <laughs> he was talking about it for a while man. yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah like there's a whole game going on dude there's only 60 minutes you just took up two of them i'm pretty sure i'm pretty yeah. sure Bucci gross called me fat Bucci gross called me fat during the national title game <laughs> 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 Bucci, that guy. Uh, I've always, I've always liked that guy. Supports hockey, works at ESPN. That's not easy to do. Um, and then Bess is Bess going to come home? I've already, I've tweeted it out. You know, Brock Besser to the Wild. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I was looking at the Wild's contracts that are up next year. I don't think it makes any sense to trade for Besser. So um, we don't I, even have to talk about those, but Besser is still going to be traded somewhere. So it, it'd be sweet. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to go. Probably Columbus or something. I feel like they're Columbus kind of stinks, man. And they need some young talent, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll pull a Johnny, say he's moving closer to home, get you guys yeah. all fired up, and then go to, like, fucking uh, Chicago or something like uh, like Johnny did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going home. I'm going home. Everyone's like, devils. 
Devils <laughs> is like his home. Young team, they're sick. And he's like, Columbus, baby. <laughs> I, meant, hell, I, I, I meant the USA. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, uh, we can move on past that one. Last one of the fun stuff I wanted to just, it's that time of year in Grand Forks. I don't know about where you guys down in the cities or I'm, I'm guessing in Calgary, it's, it's already pretty cold, but uh, oh, yeah. slipping on, slipping on ice. Cause I almost did it today and I wanted to bring it up. Cause it was something I thought of like, how many times do I slip on ice or see someone slip on ice every year? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was like, I'm definitely for sure once a year, sometimes more. Are we talking going down or like? I'm talking walking outside. Losing balance. Yeah, walking outside, going down. Going down. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would say once a year. I would once. say once a year is a conservative bet. But I see, I, I watch probably two or three people do it once every Easy. winter Easily. and sometimes it's an obvious laugh and then other times it's like a you okay <laughs> you okay <laughs> you know like one time i saw an old an old girl go down yeah and it was like you okay you know like but it's like that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait for the okay and then you can giggle a little bit yeah and, yeah. Then, and then once she's like gets up and fine you're like god i wish i could have laughed like right away <laughs> is when you somebody fall and they get up and they look around to see if anybody <laughs> i've got there's just I've... you like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's always funny to see people's reactions, how they handle it. Some yeah. will get up, some will get up laughing, looking around like, <laughs> and then, and then some will just get up and act like it never happened. <laughs> yeah, or you get walking. someone that's you get someone that's laughing. They're like, "No, I'm good, I'm good." And then you see them after, they're like, "Oh, fuck <laughs> me!" Like, God damn it. All right, now we'll uh, we'll finally move on to uh, the Yule Train's career here. Um, and Yule's born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, yeah. Spent a bit of time out east. My dad moved out there uh, to Montreal for work, but I was really young. Moved back here in grade three, and I was there for like four years. So, what what are the what are the parents doing when you're growing up? Um, you have any siblings? You know, what's what's life like in Calgary, Alberta? Uh, I got two older sisters, so I'm the youngest. Um, my mom is a pharmacist, so she was like the nine to five kind of grind. And my dad was a drug rep for Merck. So he kind of was more like kind of just driving around like he would take me to school or whatever. Like he he didn't really have like a set schedule. So spent a lot of time with my dad and um yeah, he had like quite a bit of time off, I guess. Did the uh, did the sisters get into hockey too early on, or uh, were they different? No, they never played. Uh, never played hockey. They figure skated for a bit, um, but they're quite different um, from each other and me, kinda. Um, one sister is like more into music. She has her master's in piano, so she teaches piano now. 
sweet. And the other one was like love sports, like but she played like rugby and soccer and stuff like that. So no uh-huh. hockey. <laughs> what a mixture! That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So you grew up. You you play for the Calgary Flames Triple A team, um, and then you eventually, I think. From what I from if my math is correct, your tenth grade year you played your first game with the Kamloops. Yeah. With- yeah. So for the Western League, it's a little different than out east. We get drafted a year earlier. So out of Bantam, you actually get drafted. Then you play a year of midget. But during that year of midget, you can get called up for some games. And uh they really wanted me to sign, so they kind of like promised I would, you know, get a game in. And so they made it happen. And then uh, Lethbridge is like three-hour drive from here, so I just drove up there and then played a game. So you said they really wanted you to sign. Um, when when you're growing up in Canada and you're playing midget, what, why were they worried about you not signing? Like, isn't playing for the WHL, playing in the WHL, um, isn't that something like – that's easy for them to sell to a Canadian kid growing up there. Yeah. I mean, but for them, like I'm, I'm 14, I'm 15 years old. So a lot of their work is done more with like my parents. Yeah. So like my parents are probably thinking, well, this guy can like maybe get an NCAA scholarship or uh, you know, whatever. So they're probably working on the parents more like me the whole time. I, I didn't want to just be like, Hey, like, fuck school basically i want to like go play pro so like the team's working on the parents and like my agent's working on so normally with like the whl contract it's as soon as you if you sign at 15 before you're 16 you get one year free schooling like cis uh which is like canadian college hockey or canadian university i guess um and every year you play even one game you get another free year of school for after. But my, they knew my parents like wanted something a little more secure than that. Cause you never know you could get injured or anything like that. So um, I think they, I think if I remember correctly, they gave me like five years the day I, the day I signed. Uh, to, I, to go to school. Like I would get five year scholarship like CIS, uh, Canadian University paid for the minute I signed, unless I went pro. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so it was as, like so, a scholarship so as as, in the bag, but yeah, yeah. So as soon as you sign pro, that's they they don't have to pay that off because they're like, we did our job, we sent them on to the pros. Yeah, basically, which I don't know. I think it's kind of scummy because, like, for me now, I would go for sure if I had a five-year yeah, scholarship. But like, for sure. like I paid, I, I I paid my dues. I played like two hundred and sixty games. Uh, like there was fans in the in the stands. Like, yeah. I think my first year in the Western League, we got sixty-seven dollars every two weeks. That was what we got. <laughs> are they getting? Oh, no. Are they getting? Are they getting paid more up there nowadays? I think like maybe like 150, 200. It depends on what how old you are, but like not not more than like 200, 300 bucks every two weeks. So do some do some of them have like sponsorship deals and stuff? Who like the players or the team? Players. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, like, but not not for money, really. Like, uh, a couple of my friends that went first round signed with, like, Bauer. So they yeah. get, like, $1,000 to spend on Bauer, 1000 to spend on Lulu. And they get Bauer gear, but which they couldn't use in junior anyways. But I never heard of guys getting, like, I mean, like, probably Bedard is getting tons of money from, I, I think, Biosteel sponsors them. So, I mean, there's probably a few guys, but. No, like you're not getting like any anything really. Yeah, that's that sucks. That sucks that you guys don't get your scholarships after you. If I you thought, played. I thought, yeah, I thought it was always if you played major junior, that it was always a scholarship. That was my understanding, but I guess that's crazy. You can play to... one year pro and then go back. Okay. After one year, if you play another game, it's gone. Or could you get a scully if you go back and play for a CIS school? I I don't know. Like I I uh, like say I wanted to go play at University of Calgary right now. Like they might offer me some incentives, but I don't know. Interesting. They should they should start allowing these these WHO and OHL kids to play college. Hundred percent. So, Why would so you not? Fucking, be so nasty. Both leagues would imagine? be better for it. Oh, way better. Well, the only thing is that the like the sick players would just go to college at eighteen. So you'd have your your high high end that you spent your first round pick on gone at eighteen. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um. So you'll kind of circle back here a little bit. Now, you're you know you're kind of a you're not a big guy like you're you don't have a ton of size so obviously you made it you found a way different ways um growing up like what was this like when did you realize you know you said you got drafted in the whl and you played in 10th grade you had to have been pretty good growing up you know at what point did you realize like i'm pretty damn good at this game and i'm gonna keep playing this game for a while ah man i mean i don't know i don't know if i ever was like okay i'm good but like uh, definitely in like young young i was like better than a lot of kids and then my first year bantam i didn't even make the the first team which is basically like oh at the time it feels like well guess i'm never like gonna play pro or like you know whatever (laughs) when realistically it's stupid and probably was actually better for me because i i got to play way more get the puck more feel the puck more and then the next year i made the triple a team and I think I had like two points per game, led the team, and then went like 30, I think 32nd overall in the Western League draft. And then I'm like, oh, I'm pretty good now. I'm pretty good. And then you go at 16 to, or 15, and you're like, I fuck, I'm, I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> and, then, and then you go at 16, and you're like, hopefully I make the team. Like I wasn't a, like I was almost a first rounder, but not a first rounder where like the first rounder is basically like you're on the team. We're going to play you like, whereas, I mean, the second rounder gets a bit of it. Obviously I made the team, but um, like I was getting scratched. I was like in and out of the lineup playing fourth line, like, and then, so I don't know how anyone in that situation thinks, Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Like, so, and then I even like, my draft year I was like not at Christmas I think I had like 10 or 11 points I got super sick I had mono 
And then I, so I had to take like a bunch of time off, couldn't even skate or anything, came back and just got on like a ridiculous heater and I'm kind of like a streaky player. So I guess I just got hot and then got drafted and then I think, oh, I'm pretty good. And then you go to fucking NHL camp and you're like, <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> I, I'm nowhere even close to good. And then, uh do you think those do you think those setbacks, you know, kind of helped your mentality moving forward though? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you could just get so complacent. I couldn't imagine being a guy. I mean, McDavid is like different than everyone, but yeah. he, it was just yeah. like easy, 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 but like almost everyone it's you're going to be have a setback and a setback and then Yeah. I don't know if it's like motivation, but it's more of like I need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. Cuz you get drafted, you don't get shit. You're not getting a paycheck. You're not getting anything. They really don't give a shit yeah. about you. So it's on you. So you go into camp and you're like, I got a lot of work to do, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never made it to any of those, but I would have fucking hated every <laughs> single one of them. Even the fun <laughs> ones. I heard there's tough ones and I heard there's fun ones. I'm pretty sure I would have hated the fun ones, too. <laughs> I yeah. Just, fuck. yeah. I mean, we had, like, development camp and stuff and... Like at the time, I'm like, oh, this is a fucking drag. But now looking back, I'm like, I would do some pretty terrible things to to go to an NHL camp. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh yeah, you. I had such a bad attitude going to those things. So. Yeah, I wouldn't say I had a bad attitude, but I wasn't like, I'm gonna have a great yeah. camp. Like, no, I, I can't believe I'm going I mean, to NHL camp. It was just like, oh gotta fly down for four days of fucking hell are you kidding me you know? <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah just a bad, bad but like with a little more like, perspective then yeah yules yules when i had when i played with you that one year um in utah mm-hmm. you're you're a really hard worker on the ice i mean you played hard on the ice in games you practiced hard you know you kind of did extra stuff to be better um what at what age did you like start putting time in and start working hard in practice and and start you know stick handling outside the rink you know like what when did you start doing that stuff i mean it never like when i was young like really young like in grade five six seven my dad would take me to like the outdoor rink and shoot pucks like pick me up from school eat quick in the car shoot pucks but I never was like, I'm working on my craft, you know, like it was just fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it got to a point, like in junior, you're doing the extra stuff that the coaches tell you to, you know, you're 16, 17, whatever they tell you to do, you do. Yeah. And then a little bit older in junior. And then I don't know, I probably didn't do too much extra stuff. And then I guess it really comes down to like more in the summer, what you do, because in the season, like in junior two, we play 72 games. Like it's yeah. basically after practice, you kind of just want to get off. You maybe take a few one tees, but the ice is completely toast. Anyways, like you Re- rehab the body. Yeah. Stretch yeah. It out, get in the sure boots. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's ready to go for the dog days. Game 55 through 68. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know about like extra stuff. Like, I don't hey, know. I just kind hey, of what I felt I, like. I didn't. I didn't do any extra <laughs> stuff. I was an absolute bomb <laughs> when it came to hockey, man. I talk about this shit all the time. Like, 
I wish I wish I had that extra drive because I don't know. I just fucking ran out of juice, man. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know. And I, I but you got to have the passion. It's the same thing. Like yeah. you can't fake it. Yeah, yeah. Or else you're not going to get anything out of it. Because stick handling with purpose or just stick handling is two different things. Hundred oh, yeah. percent. That's a great point. Gage Gage always brings up. You know, do you like being a hockey player or do you like playing hockey? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I, you know, I I I get so split in between that when I was when I was playing, I loved games more than anything. But God, did I hate doing anything other than games? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're it. absolutely gas from the games. Like, yeah, your body's hurting. But, you're tired. But how great is life when you are a hockey player? Oh, like, great. you're just that's your job <laughs> in life. Like, you wake up and your duty on earth is to play a hockey game in front of some fans. Like, yeah, that's yeah. so fucking nice. Like it's so, it's such a good feeling. It's so cool. It's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's got its ups and downs though. For sure. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, but, oh, we, we, we talk about it all the time on here. Yields. It's like both Olsen. I, I mean, I always say, thank God I'm done playing hockey because mentally it's like the biggest mental grind anyone could be put through. Like, it's not anything else. Like, it's just so mental. That's why I think every guy who still plays hockey and plays hockey is so nails because they go through those mental ups and downs. They're injured every game. Like, how many games in your career have you not played without, like, a single, like – A hundred percent, yeah. Finger, like, kind of sore. Like you're, Probably the you're, first game of every season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you block a shot with your ankle, and your ankle's yeah. sore for, like, two weeks. And then after that, you get hacked in the forearm, and you're, like, you can barely grip your stick for a couple of days. Like, it's nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, being, like, a guy that's job is to get points, it's, like, unreal. You're getting on the power play, like, you're the guy that's supposed to score, which is unreal. Yeah. Until you stop scoring. Yes. Yeah. And then you're, and then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're bringing yeah. nothing, and then you're like, well, it's, like you can have a shit game and get three points, and you can play amazing and get none. It's it's crazy to think yeah, about, yeah. and and the more and the more and more conversations I have, like the mental grind on a top six forward is the same for a bottom six forward and a guy that's in and out of the lineup. Like they're just yeah. at different levels, right? Like. You were brought on a team to, you're brought on a team to score goals and like build momentum, you know, getting points and things like that. And when you're not doing that, it's pretty much the same thing as, you know, if you're a grinder and you're in and out of the lineup and you can't, you know, it's, it's not the same thing, but it is the same mental grind between both. Yeah. It's not the same as like being in and out of the lineup, but like, especially playing in the coast, like. I want to be a point of game. I if I start dropping under, I'm fucking sweating. You know. Like, yeah. One hundred percent. It's it's a, it's a yeah. It's a it's a different sweat. No, that's the mental battle we talk about with hockey all the time on this show. It's yeah. just like. And I thought it was something. bad in the coast. I thought it was bad. Like, oh, I'm putting pressure on myself. Try Europe, man. Where they fucking they don't <laughs> oh, give yeah. a shit how good you played. Yeah. If you didn't score. You're fucking useless. <laughs> like it's all about numbers. They don't give a fuck. So. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> that's so funny. Um, Yules, I'll circle back a little bit again. So, your time with Camloops, I think you play until 2015. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. 
I mean, how was your time there? Like, how was it playing in the WHL? Did you have good travel? Um, how, was it, how was the team treated in the town you were in? Um, the good fans, the team get treated well with nice sticks and all this stuff. Like, how was that? Yeah, we, we got treated really well. So, I mean, as much as, like, the 67 every two weeks is cheap, they, they weren't cheap, you know? Like, we had yeah. Bauer sticks. We had all the best gear, good trainer, good workout facilities. Like, it's pretty much pro. Yeah, what, like, what sorry, is that? What is that? Sixty-seven bucks for? I'm I'm confused. Like, is that? It's for, just it's just oh, so I they think... can't. It's it's like so they can't go play college. Yeah, exactly. Oh. exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, they treat us well. Basically, like pro. Uh, the town I played in was great. I mean, we would have. You know, some games it's like 2,000 fans, which seems empty. And then some games it's, you know, 5,000. It'll depend on how good the team was. Um, and the team was really, really good when I was young, which is like not what you want, really. Yeah. And really, really, really bad when I was old. <laughs> so that's that's what happened to me, basically. That's tough. I think uh... one year we had 14 wins. 72 game schedule so oh no you can imagine oh, oh. what's <laughs> yeah. so you what's the uh what was your guys travel like like is it like you Ridiculous. guys got a nice you guys got a nice bus though that you ride on like a sleeper or like no some team i think like a couple teams have sleepers but it's mostly just like a regular coach bus um no some in, long the, in the whl on a coach bus like the yeah, like the just the ones we would take in like. How far are you taking that? Like far, dude. Like we had to go to Brandon from from Kamloops, which was twenty four hours. And you took a normal coach bus. Like I might be confused on what a coach bus is. I'm thinking like the the coast bus, the buses we have in the coast. Yeah, like, not a, not a sleeper. No, it's no, just a... seats, just seats. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we would take. Oh, wild. So that we, so dude, that trip crazy. we played, we played against Everett. This year we were so bad. It was our teddy bear toss night. We all have our bags packed because we know we're leaving to Brandon after the game. We get shut out. We lost seven, nothing. The fans <laughs> are throwing the teddies on after the game ends. And we're just out there scooping them up after getting our peepees <laughs> whacked. We lose seven, nothing hop on the bus after to, for a 12 hour shot breakfast, 12 hour shot. Oh, that is yeah. miserable for 67 every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But oh, dude, yeah. like junior, as yeah. much as like that shit it's, sucked, it was fucking good. amazing. Yeah. And you're with the boys. That's amazing. What people don't, that's what people don't get. You're in this bus. You're with the boys the whole yes. time. Yes. You're playing, you're grinding. Like you're going through this absolute war. Like that's mm -hmm. why it's, I mean, it's like disrespectful, obviously, to compare yourselves to going into war, but like that's what we used to say. Like we're putting on the hard hats, just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely battling, like on the bus, you know? Like yeah, yeah. We and then you're playing to... a game, and then you're getting on the bus again, driving home. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh fuck, but it brings you close together. You get good memories out of it. Like oh, it's the best time. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it was just yeah. funny stories of like fuck, yeah. that was hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's absolutely fucking wild that you guys had a normal coach bus. That blows mm -hmm. my. Like, I can't oh. believe they, they, how do they not, I don't know if I've ever done that in a normal, like every time I've, tra I've traveled in a bus over like 
12 hours, it's been a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like Prince George, they're in northern BC. I think their closest trip is like six hours. Ish. That closest. sounds miserable. Closest. <laughs> so how do you do that? Are you, are you still going to school at this time, like high school? Or what do you, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, so grade 11, grade 12 is 16, 17-year-old year in junior. So we would go for the first half of the day. And then after lunch, leave and practice at like, I think practice is like 1.30 or 2. Um, so we would miss like basically half our classes all the time. And we also got to play 36 games on the road. So uh, we missed probably half the days of school on top of missing it half of every day we were there. Um, but the team helps out a lot. Like we had good tutors and the teachers kind of understood yeah. because like, dude, we would get home at four or five in the morning and it's like, we got to go to school in the morning. Ugh. That's right. That's why, you know what? Everyone thinks I'm a prick for going to NTDP, but you are. We had nice, we had nice sleep. We had really nice sleepers. We had an unbelievable tutor. One of the best there is. I mean, like I talked to Trey, he's playing on Madison in the USHL right now. Didn't have a tutor. He went there for a senior year. Didn't have a tutor or anyone like telling him what to do in school. Like that would be so, that would be so hard. You need like someone like telling you what needs to be done and like how you're doing. And like, it's just, it's the nature of it. It's like, you can't, when you're a hockey player, you can't go to some gym around the area and just do a workout. Like, no. you need it. You need a trainer, like telling yeah. you what to yeah. do, like making you do it, or else you're not like. Yeah, I learned that it. one the hard way, bud. I learned that one the hard way. One summer, I worked out on my own, and the first skate of camp, I tore my groin. So. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. Step out on the ice for a skate test. Oh, there goes the groin. Oh, guess I didn't do enough movement. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, I was back at the gym. <laughs> you need the trainer. It's nuts. Yeah, hundred percent. I've never been able. I mean, I still get a good workout in by myself, but it's not like a hockey. Like when I got Mark Pullman, like screaming, like yeah. thirty seconds left, and we're doing shoulders. Like you think I'm doing that in fucking lifetime gym or something? Like, <laughs> 30 seconds I'm, 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 just, I'm just looking going like fuck that fuck that hurts. Fuck that. that shit hurts <laughs> yeah, like, fuck that. no chance yeah yeah I, did, I didn't work outside the rink at all if the only time if i had a trainer that was the only time i was working out mm-hmm. yeah 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 um okay we'll move on so you end up playing for Kamloops. then you you're obviously drafted so you get drafted by Dallas. Mm-hmm. What what round? Fifth. Fifth round. You go to training camp. I mean, you signed a deal with Dallas, didn't you? Yeah. So you get draft. I got drafted when, uh, like, after my seventeen-year-old year. So sixteen, seventeen, drafted, and then you can't play in the American League till you're twenty. And I obviously, wasn't playing in the NHL. So. They just have your rights basically by drafting you, negotiating rights kind of. Yeah. And so I just went back for my 18-year-old year, didn't sign. Then they give you like a qualifying offer, which means they retain your rights, but they don't actually pay you anything. So I just signed that. And then the next year was uh, my 19-year-old year, and I was like putting up good numbers. Um, 
but I hadn't signed yet. And so my focus was like, I need to sign basically because it's money in the bank. And um, I was, the team was doing like, not great. Like we weren't the bottom of the barrel, but we weren't doing great. And the owner for the stars, the guy who owns the stars also owned the blazers. So I told my agent, I was like, dude, I need to go to like a contender. Like I need to put up better numbers. If they're not going to sign me with these numbers, I got to go somewhere like where I can put up like, cause in junior, like teams just load up. So there's one yeah, team oh, that's yeah. fucking way better. And oh, if you're yeah. on that team and you're the guy, you're getting insane numbers. So I'm like, well, if Dallas doesn't sign me, I need to have my best numbers possible for other opportunities. So then I told him, I was like, well, if Dallas isn't going to sign me, I need to be traded. If they send me a contract tomorrow, I don't need to leave. And then like two days later I signed. So then elite play. Yeah. Well, I was like, (laughs) sign me then. (laughs) If you want to keep me in, you want to keep me here, then sign me, which I was happy to do. And then we, I think we missed out on playoffs by one point, which kind of sucked. But then I got to go get some AHL experience uh, that year. So it ended up working out. Nice. Well, what was that like? Like, what was the jump from the dub to the American League, which, you know, the jungle. There's, a ton of, there's a ton of people. There's a ton of people out there. I've heard a lot of people say it like the American League is the hardest league in the world to play in um, because it's a bunch. It's a bunch of hungry guys trying to make the NHL. So and then it's also like kind of sloppy hockey where there's there's bruisers out there and older guys and other there's all sorts of players. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot different now, I think, because back when I played like the emphasis was oh, it's a development league, but really it's, it's really not. Whereas now I think they're a lot more young guys. Like I went to, there's an AHL team here now and I went to watch them play. And like a lot of, I mean, I'm older now, so everyone looks younger, but it seemed like yeah. a lot, a lot of young guys now in the American league. And but like the older guys. Yeah. Like I remember my first few games being like, Holy fuck, my head's spinning. These guys are <laughs> like mutants compared to me. Like I was probably a buck 65 playing in the American league. So you can imagine what that was like, but yeah, the jump is like, that's gotta be the most ridiculous jump ever. I can't, I can't even imagine the guys that go from junior to the NHL. You have to be, you have to be (laughs) on a different planet. You have to be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And you see it all the time. Like guys that were amazing in junior and make that jump right to the NHL. And then it's like, oh, they're like, look at Shane Wright. They're like, oh, he's not like scoring. It's like, dude, this yeah, kid's 18. Yeah. And the fucking national, of course he's not scoring. Like, and then yeah. like same with Jack Hughes. Like now he's a, basically a superstar. And at first it was like, oh, he's only, he's only going to get, he's only going to get better. Yeah. He's nasty. I, I think about myself when I was 18, like hopping in the NHL. <laughs> that would be no, so, that would be so funny, man. Yeah, ridiculous. Hilarious. It's ridiculous. Like, like the fact that like Sid put up over a hundred points, it's like mutant, <laughs> mutant stuff. But you guys aren't giving us enough credit when we were 18 though, because I remember when I was 18, graduated high school, I went to San Jose's development camp and you know, like there's like three, four NHLers in that group, like younger guys on the team, obviously, but they're yeah. they're in that development yeah. camp. And now obviously they're better, but there's not like a huge gap in between. No, like, no it's not no. like, oh, this guy's stupid good. Like you're all pretty good. Well, dude, I would say like the gap between like 
a mid-tier NHL player and like a good American League player is like one tenth, maybe even more less than the difference between a second line NHL player and a superstar in the NHL. Yeah. Like the superstars are on a in a different planet and then everyone else is like here. Yeah. Like those guys are just insane. Like that, Nick David, Matthews, like insane. No one's even close. No, that's an interesting take. I've never really thought about that. I've you know, it, we've talked about like being in the right place at the right time and that sort of thing. And there's yeah. guys like that in the NHL where it's mm-hmm. like there are AHL players that could play this role. They just weren't spot at the right yeah time. yeah exactly that's what i mean like the gap between even a top line coast player and a decent player in the american league is probably a lot less than a third liner in the nhl and mcdavid yeah that's it's a way oh, bigger gap not even close yeah yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah we uh well that's that kind of brings me into my next wanted to talk to you about um just playing for the Eagles and, and playing for Idaho and the Grizzlies, obviously, because we played together. Um, how was like, how was playing on those teams when, you know, like we kind of talked about it, the AHLs turned into this league where like, you know, you were a guy on our team when I was playing in Utah that you, you should have been playing in the American league, but you're not because they've got like draft picks that are like, young guys that they need to have up there, but they just suck or like, they're not good. And like, what's that like going through that and still like, I mean, you had a pretty good, you had a great mindset versus like everyone's got a different mindset when they get sent down there, play on those teams. You had a great mindset every time I was around you. And like, how do you like keep that mindset and keep going when, you know, like at the end of the day, you're kind of in the wrong spot getting shafted a bit yeah i mean i don't know dude like when i first went to boise i was like pumped like when i left in my third year with texas i was scratched for like probably two months straight bag skating workouts traveling with the team like eventually i was like yo can can i go to boise so then i'm not gonna go to boise and be like oh why the fuck am i in boise like i wanted to go i want to play i had way more fun there than i would have i mean it's easy to say when you're on an NHL deal and you get paid the same. And then the next year in Colorado, I was having no fun. Like that's just how it is. Like I just signed like a two way deal. They're not going to like put me on the power play or something. So like, I was happy to be in Utah. I liked it in Utah. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I never felt like, man, I need to be in the American league. I was just kind of having fun, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty crazy to think about. Cause I think, um, you know, even some of my time in Orlando, a lot of the guys that were sent down from the HL were like, I'm too good to be here. Like it, it seemed like they didn't give a shit at all. They didn't care. Uh, so I don't know. I just appreciate hearing you say that because I didn't really have that experience with the NHL contracted guys. And, yeah. You know, the, yeah. it's, it's crazy how different mindsets put you in a different spot to succeed. Cause I don't even know where it's those- a, it's, it's a, it's a tough it's a tough spot to be in um especially when you're like in your head like everyone's got you know and i think that's part of just being a man it's like you talk to every guy like everyone's got their own confidence in themselves you know yeah um, and, and you always you know think you can be better and think you should be better uh, i think that's just nature but yeah 
it's uh it's hard like you know when you expect to be in the american league or be close to nhl and you get sent down the east coast or you're in the east coast you find yourself in the east coast or whatever it is it's hard um to face and accept but but for me i like my job was to play hockey and like in austin i played like three or four minutes a night and or was scratched and then I go to Boise and I'm playing 22, 25 minutes. Coach has drawn up the power plays that like everything's running through me. Like I'm touching the puck all game, like playing three on three overtime. I'm like, this is way better. Yeah. No, that's so, that's, so much more fun. Like that's, this is way better. That's unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. And that's something that I, I wish I was kind of on the opposite. I never got the sniff of the AHL, whether it was, you know, three, four minutes a night or in and out mm. of the lineup. Like, I think if I would have experienced that, I would have fucking hated it. But it was, yeah. I, I never got that opportunity. So that kind of ruined my time in the coast. And because it was awesome. I loved it. I, like yeah. you, I played a bunch of minutes. And I was playing power play, penalty kill, all that shit. And it was fun. But it was like, I never, I always wanted something. You're to, hungry for more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if I would have fucking hated it, which I know I would have, I would have hated it. But yeah. it would have it would have made my experience much more, you know, enjoyable in Orlando for sure. I also think a lot, like you said, the guys on NHL deals are miserable. In my opinion, I think it's a status thing. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, I'm in an NHL contract. They look down on the coast. Yeah. Whereas I was like, dude, I can't wait to play. Like finally I can fucking get a shot on net for fuck's sakes. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Like the AHL is like you tell someone, Oh, I play in the HL, it's like, oh, that commands some respect, you know? They like they like they like they like being a hockey player. Like (laughs) whereas you and we all know, like the coast is close, it's a good league. Yeah. But like to the average Joe, it's like, Oh, you you play in the coast. Yes. One hundred percent. So I think that's probably why a lot of guys get rattled about it. Yules, let me ask you this: since we're on this kind of topic, what was the first experience that you felt? You know, hockey wasn't really hockey anymore; it was more of a business. Oh man, <laughs> um, probably okay. Probably when uh, so I had my three-year entry level right, and I played in Austin, Austin. Austin for till Christmas, then Boise. And I'm like, the writing's on the wall. Like, this team's not going to qualify me. But I'm thinking, I'm getting a phone call saying, hey, man, like, thank you for your three years. Like, but it's like, it's not going to work out here, right? Yeah. I just remember, like, I was driving. I was in a car. Someone else was driving. I'm scrolling Twitter. And I just see, uh... All these players' names from the stars received qualifying offers. Did not receive offer, Cole Yuli. And I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you guys never. So I was kind of like, all right. I mean, I understand. Like, fuck, yeah. what are they going to do? Say, nice try or what? But, like, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely like, yeah, they, these guys don't give a fuck about me. So yeah, <laughs> it's a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Yules, so I... I always like talking to uh, guys that play on the coast about like road trip stories and um, I don't know, just like long road trips or something that happens to the team bus or plane gets delayed or something like that. 
if you have any stories like that that you can think of through your years, I know it happens in the American League as well. Um, uh, bus stories. I mean, dude, you were there when when we had to play. Uh, remember when we were playing Allen right after Christmas, and we showed up to the rink. I think it was. I don't know if it was Boxing Day or the twenty seventh. And we get to the rink, and they're like, "Boys, game's canceled." They're stuck on their bus. Like they've been on their bus for 18 hours at this point. I think yeah. the games, I'm pretty sure the game's canceled tonight. And we're like, oh, okay. Like that's kind of high end. We just did a little morning skate, like whatever. One game gets pushed back. Show up the next day. And they're like, they're still on the bus. Like these guys have been on the bus for like 30 hours at this point. And they're like, but we might still play tonight. And we're like, no way we're playing. No fucking way we're playing. Do they've been on the bus? Like they're gonna be if if they get there for the game, that's like forty eight hours on the bus. And so we just waited for text. I don't really remember exactly how it happened, but I just remember say, someone saying, "Yo, like game game's on." And we so you like seven o'clock game. You get to the the rink at five, right? Like two hours before, and the away team is usually there like around five, maybe a bit early. And we we lived right by the ring, so we would always see the bus. So I'm pulling up, like, just before 5. I'm not seeing a bus. I'm like, maybe they're, like, still stuck. Maybe it's getting canceled. And then I think they rolled up maybe at, like, 6 o'clock. Like, they put in, like, a 45-hour, 48-hour shift on the bus, got there at 6, warm-ups at 6.25, and we, we played the game and, like, absolutely shit on them, I'm pretty sure, like, we might have had like no, eight. Ewell's, might have been. Ewell's, Ewell's, yeah. we lost. No, we won that game. Are you positive? We played them back to back. We we smoked them the first one. We lost the second one. I'm pretty sure oh. we. Yeah, we smoked them bad. <laughs> I remember. I remember losing. We lost them the next we... one though. Yeah, and we were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember losing them. We we're like. Jesus it wasn't Christ. that game, dude. No way we lost that game. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We would have had to hang them up. <laughs> I've told that I've told that story on here before. That's yeah, yeah. That, was, that story uh, is all time. And then you, oh, oh, you weren't on that team that this year, but you had the Utah, you had the Utah driver, the bus driver, in Grizz with the Grizzlies. We had probably. him. He was a, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, the year before that, Melindy and I caught him hammering beers. Watching, <laughs> watching, the, watching the game in Idaho when we were playing the steel when we were playing you yeah, we playing yeah. you playing the steelheads he's up in the stands hammering beers no way man he, uh, he, that I doesn't don't know surprise many, me though at all I don't know how many he had but he drove us home that night in a bus <laughs> yeah that sounds about right he's just easing the nerves <laughs> uh, I feel bad if I got that guy like in trouble or something if they if they hear about this. But no way, no way, dude. Not that guy's chance. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably gave gave him a raise. <laughs> yeah, he's a good he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good bus driver. <laughs> guys home yeah. safe. Always goes to our location. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with him. <laughs> um, um, but for non-bus stories, I had there was a funny one in South Carolina. Um, my last year in, in the coast, so two years ago, um, after COVID, we, uh, I mean, you played against uh, Florida all the time also, you know, oh, yeah. like what, and like, we kind of had a rivalry with them. I'm sure you guys did too. Yeah. And like, they were way tougher than us. 
way bigger than us, way better team than us. And uh, in Florida one game, I like was nowhere near the puck and got my head bounced off the ice by Nuber, like absolutely killed, like split my head open on the ice. I'm like, I'm done. I'm off. I'm in a dark room. And so the next day I'm like looking at Twitter and all I see is EP transferred Anthony Collins signed to South Carolina Stingrays. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like, uh, and then the next game I wasn't playing cause I was hurt, but Anthony Collins, un- unbelievable guy, by the way, comes into the room after the first period he takes off his stuff all the boys are sitting around he stands up his first game on a new team and he goes skill guys keep doing your fucking thing if anyone touches you i'll rip their fucking head off and we're all like well i wasn't in the room but like the boys were like let's fucking go that's unreal yeah because you know i mean you played against anthony like he'll go up to the whole bench and be like who who wants it yeah. No one? That's what hey, I thought. <laughs> yours. Yours. How, and also, you know Collins, too? Right. He, he was on Atlanta when I was playing back in the day. Yeah, yeah. When I was, when I was in Colorado, he was on, uh, he was on Rapid. Rapid City. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Rapid. And uh, <laughs> fucking Joey Rattel. So, Anthony Collins, like, you guys know, he's he's tough as nails. Like, he's one yeah. of he's, he's a fucking, beast. He's nails. Yeah. Well, Joey Rats drops the gloves with him. He's this French dude, 5'6", 160. Yeah, I played with Rats. Remember he was in Utah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Psycho. This guy's a fucking <laughs> psycho. Insane, dude. 20, what do you have, 20 goals, 20 fights one year? Yeah, yeah. This is, that was this year. That was this year. He fights Anthony Collins. Anthony Collins is, like, clearly, like, they drop, and Collins is clearly thinking, like, I'm going to fucking pummel this guy. I'm going to kill this guy, yeah. Yeah, like, he was, like, laughing. like, And Joey Rats, like, sneaks one by him and just absolutely pops him in the nose, breaks his nose, bleeding everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collins ends up dropping. (laughs) Joey Rats just drops Collins. This one, five, six, one, sixty French kid. I remember watching that. We were just like, this guy (laughs) is fucking nails. (laughs) (laughs) And your guys' team was unbelievable too, man. You guys were nasty. And oh tough. yeah, I got I got traded away and then ended up winning it all. And yeah, thank I God I didn't end up going because I I got a longer summer that summer. <laughs> <laughs> Any summer at all, dude. There's always a summer guy, you know. I loved it. Fucking dude, waited for it all too. year. Man, isn't you you brought up Nuber? Isn't Nuber? Isn't he like a fucking rocket scientist or something didn't he get an insane degree from a unreal school and he's just a fighter in the coast i have no clue dude all i know is he fucking was always in my grill dude always screaming across the red line you're dead tonight i'm killing you you're dead like all that yeah. shit so no. that's all i know about him <laughs> so i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> you're I was... dead i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah the usual okay yeah i'm sure you are <laughs> I'm really scared I... <laughs> i'm not fighting you <laughs> but he did dude he caught me once bad, oh, yeah. bad. and that that guy's an absolute meat i know for a fact he has like a legitimate like i don't know if it's law or some kind of like very very smart degree from like a really good institution and he's just out there mucking it in the coast yeah he but grinds dude there's 
There's plenty of them. Like Michael Sadeo is a Princeton grad. He was a fighter for Rapid when I was playing too. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute nail gun, huge guy, just playing <laughs> playing the coast. Princeton grad, smart as fuck. Now he's ret- I mean, he he's in Minneapolis. Like I think he has a great job. He's wealthy almost. Like yeah, but he's for still sure. playing in the coast. Like he was still playing in the coast at like thirty. I'm pretty sure. That's 30. passion, though, man. Yes. I remember I was in Colorado and this guy fought. I think Cody Bass fought. And I don't think anyone on that team was like, there's not as much camaraderie in the American league. Like guys only fight because they're like, this is going to boost me up, you know? Yeah. And so this guy, I don't think this guy was one of those guys. He actually was, he was an older guy and he'd fight quite a bit and he fought. And the coach was like, this guy's fighting cause for you guys, like this guy's doing it for you. So unselfish. And I'm like, dude, this guy makes like 200 K you want to see someone fighting for the fucking boys head to the coast. Like, those guys are dropping it for hundreds a week, <laughs> fighting every week. Like no disrespect, but like yeah. you're making 200k. I would fight probably for 200k. Like absolutely. Yeah. So you yeah. go when someone makes 600 bucks a week and they're like, "Skill guys, anyone touch you, I'll fucking kill them." That's passion. That's a guy that yeah. like just yeah. loves the fight, game. Fight, fight in the national. I mean. Give it to me all game long. Dude, I would go fight Revo right now, just have one game on the DB. (laughs) Square up. I don't care if he kills me. I don't care if that's my one shift. Get it on the DB, man. Just 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 to take just to take warm-ups and then step out on the ice. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Just to get absolutely buried by Revo. Yeah. (laughs) Eating through a straw for a month, but you got that game, baby. Let's go. Injured concussion. You clear <laughs> you clear concussion protocol gets sent straight down. Never come back. Yeah. <laughs> You'll take it though. You'll take that. I game. would take it. I would take absolutely. It. <laughs> oh, that's good shit. Yules, um, I also wanted to bring up quickly. Um, didn't you go pretty far, pretty far in the uh, in playoffs in the East Coast League the last uh, with the Stingrays? Yeah, we uh, fuck, dude. We we had a like great team the year before um when covid ended the year i think it was like us one two with florida like kind of just wagons and uh the season just got shut down and so um a lot of guys signed back and were like it was kind of like unfinished business type thing so i was waiting it out i was trying to get like american league one way because teams are offering me two ways and i'm like fuck that not a chance not a chance one way or i'm signing the coast but I waited too long. At this point, it's like October. And so Ryan Blair, the coach for the Stingrays, I'm calling him. Like, he's not reaching out to me because he's they're, like, full. And I was like, hey, uh, can I – like, I want to come to South Carolina. And he's like, dude, like, camp's in, like, a week. What do you mean? <laughs> and then he's – so he basically was like – that's not happening. And then I remember I got a call, like, I don't know how much later, a few days. And he just, first thing he says is what's the least you'll come for. And I was like, dude, I don't even know like what these, what, what's good and what's bad. And so uh, off the top of my head, I was like, I don't know, like 700, like, and he was like, I'm going to have to cut a few guys, but we can make it work. And then like <laughs> my visa and shit going down, I had like someone else's name on it and shit. Like some guys like, I know it sucks, but like I've been the guy that gets bumped down too. Yeah. I know how it works. So yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And anyways, anyway, sorry. We had a sick team, and then that year we were like couldn't figure it out. Just 
couldn't win near the bottom of the league. I think we were like, I don't know if we we're in last, but we weren't like, I mean, you played against us all. It's like, not, uh, not that year. That the year. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Co- year before. COVID okay, year sorry, was yeah. my last yeah, year. Yeah, and yeah, you guys yeah. were nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So the really next good. year we had like pretty similar team, but we just couldn't figure it out. Right. Like we had a different coach and it just wasn't clicking. And then once it starts not clicking, like it's not good. Yeah. So anyways, fast forward to the end of the year. We have, we it, have to win our last six games in a row, all of them to make playoffs. And we're like, okay. I mean, like I'm already signed. I'm like, I, I, I know I have to be in Slovakia on July 31st. So I'm already signed. I'm not going to give up on the ice, but like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm signed. Like there's yeah. no, there's no moving up how much I'm going to make depending on how my playoffs goes. So there's six games left. We have to win every single game. And we do. And we're like, oh, okay. Unreal. <laughs> like now, now, now we have to play Florida who won the president or whatever it is, the president's <laughs> trophy. Yeah. So we had to win our last six to get in and we played Florida in the first round who bullied us all year, bigger, stronger, better team. And on top of that, our rink, our home rink is rented out to righteous gemstones. So they have a huge, you know what righteous gemstones is like the yeah, show. Yeah, with HBO. Yeah. 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 So they're in our rink, the huge church that's in every scene is set up. Yeah. And so they're like, we're playing at our practice rink. <laughs> Think of a practice rink in Charleston, South Carolina. If it's the like. same practice rink I played at. Yeah. That, yeah. The ice is, palace. Yeah. That like you is. can touch the roof. <laughs> yeah. You can touch the, the metal Shut beams, up. dude. The glass Shut is up. like, the glass was up to here on like floor. It's like six, four, six, five. The glass is up to here. I'm like, dude, if you get hit, like your head's gone, man. <laughs> the boards are concrete. Like, you know how the boards have a little give? Dude, yeah. I'm like. I'm dead. First of all, this team bullies us. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Anyways, but I'm like, I'm amped up. I'm like, it's fucking playoffs. Playoffs rolls around like nothing else matters. First game we win in overtime, which on a sick, sick, like nasty goal by Dan DeSalvo, like toeed through a guy, something short side. We're like, we're going insane. We're like, we're going to beat Florida. It's a best of five. So like winning the first game is insanely big. Yeah. We're like, now we're all dialed. Like we're like, oh, we're 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 back. We're back. I think we lost the next game like seven one or something. <laughs> so first two at home and then three in Florida we have to play. So we win one, we lose two like five or seven one. We're like, oh, all right, so a little bit of reality. Then we go game three in Florida. Keep in mind, dude, my back something happened to my back in warm-ups. I'm standing there in warm-ups. All of a sudden my back seizes up, dude. I'm like I'm done. Like I'm getting rub on it. I'm getting all this shit done. So now we're in Florida. I can't even walk. My back is so bad. I'm hunched over. We get smoked game three. So we got to win two in a row in, in Florida. We barely made playoffs. They're the best team in the league. And I can't even move. Um, game four, like must win. I'm like, can't even skate. I don't even know how I played. We squeak out like, I don't know, maybe like a four, three win, three, two win. We squeak it out. And it goes to game five. And after game four, we had game four a day and then game five, I think. And I wake up the day of game five and my back's just healed. And I'm like, no way. No way. Like, what happened? It's just better. Like, I had no symptoms. Completely fine. And uh, so we go into game five. And keep in mind, I called the Florida coach 
before I called Ryan Blair and I asked him, I said, do you have room for me? And he said, no, sorry, not interested. And so game five, we, uh, we go up 2-1. They tie it 2-2, both their goals on the power play. And then I scored like with maybe like six or seven minutes in Florida, sold out barn, 3-2, W. I'm going around doing this one <laughs> after like <laughs> yes. the whole crowd's yes. booing me, dude. Let's I'm going go. around like this. I'm Let's like pumping go. the crowd up. Like, yeah, it was, I was like best, best, like best game of my life by far. Love that um, shit. And then uh, we kind of rolled Greenville a bit. And uh, in the second round, like nothing really happened there. And then by the time we're in, because there's only three rounds, so then we're in the final against Fort Wayne. And um, they actually only played half the year too. So their guys were, I'm not like an excuse. Like they were the better team. They, they smoked us, but dude, you guys played half the year. Yeah. We played a full 72 condensed or whatever it was, 70, 70, whatever. Um, but they were, they were the better team, but playing in Fort Wayne in the finals was cause it was, it was COVID right. And then they opened it up for fans and it was like, I don't know, 12,000 or something. So that was fun. And I remember sitting in the room after we lost and they won and just hearing, we are the champions blaring and we're all oh, just sitting no. there like this. So, uh, oh. Yeah. And then that was on July 2nd, we lost and I had, went to Slovakia July 31st. I was I was gonna ask how quick is that turnaround? <laughs> yeah, three weeks at home. Oh, no. and then and then and then I needed hip surgery, so I'm guessing that didn't help. <laughs> the 18 months straight. <laughs> oh, that's so fucked. Yeah, that was that was tough, but so but the guys in Slovakia were like, "Oh, you can rest, like you don't need to skate," because we had to be there July 31st, but the season doesn't start till September 18th. So I'm like, why Why can't had, I just, like, rest for a bit? You had all of August. Yeah, I could have gone in September, and it would have been fine. But anyways, they wanted me to go, and they were like, oh, just come. Like, you won't need to skate, work out, anything. Like, you need to rest. You need to be ready to go for the season. But when I got there, it was fitness testing, hard skates, everything. So... I was gas like the whole is, year. In the fitness testing over there, wild they do a bunch of running shit. No, ours was actually like pretty modern, especially okay. for Slovakia. It was like it was like actually pretty high end, to be honest. So I didn't have. I think it's like Russia. You're thinking of where they go in like they go in July and just do like a boot camp of like running up hills and yeah, like the KHL stuff. Yeah, but no, I didn't have any of that. But I was still I was still hurting. That was a quick turnaround. Yeah. That is a quick turnaround. So you get you get hip surgery and now you know what what now I guess. You know, you're you're rehabbing, you're doing you're doing rehab, you're obviously probably skating again. Um, are you re-signed with this team? Are you going back once you're healed up? Yeah, so I was in Slovakia. I think the season ended in like early April, like first week of April, we lost out. And I knew I had to get surgery way before that. So I had been like kind of working on it, but I knew I didn't want to get surgery in, in Slovakia because the guy was like, Oh, you won't feel a thing. First of all, he says you won't feel a thing. I'm like, dude, (laughs) of course I won't. What the fuck? So I'm already sketched out. Like everything at the hospital is so like, it's just sketchy. So I'm trying to like, I'm like, 
calling my dad who's like basically working the, the phones for me like i'm trying to get in with a surgeon and so i had this one surgeon who's like a high high-end surgeon here he's like yeah i'll do it and i was like oh no way because we have like the free healthcare stuff like i said yeah. it'd be free and then so he's like yeah you're locked in and i was like okay i'm chilling then the season ends and then they call me they're like all right so how are you paying this 50k oh and i was like i'm getting in in slovakia i ain't paying 50k like i'll just like <laughs> I don't care if I lose my leg. I'm not paying fucking 50K. <laughs> um, and then I ended up getting put on like a short list. Um, my dad put in a lot of work. And then so season ended in Mar April, sorry. And I got in for surgery July 22nd. So it's a six to eight month recovery. Um, so I should be good to go. I guess January 22 would be six months. And like you said, I've been skating. I, I had like a full ice... Uh, full gear skate i'm hoping in two weeks i can get out with a team um and then hopefully like when i talk to my agent it's not like okay let's secure you a deal for two months from now it's gonna probably be more like say january 25th rolls around and i'm like okay i'm good to go then he reaches out to teams because yeah. a team's need a team's needs like now versus in two months are going to be way different over there there's so much overturn yeah. and guys coming in and out like they'll spend money because they'll bring in guys they don't give a shit import comes in he's bad gone import comes in and eh, he's all right gone so and then sometimes teams like not that they're desperate but they're like okay we got a shot at a title this guy could help us maybe it's a lower league than like normally i would want to go and they'll pay like overpay basically which is yeah. kind of what i'm hoping for um like my one buddy who signed in the he played on my team last year he signed in the dell 2 which is kind of like i don't know it's not the dell right but he i think he gets like eight or nine thousand euros a month in yeah. like a second league which and that's after that's no taxes nothing like you just take it home probably an apartment too oh yeah apartment car travel they'll bring your girlfriend fam whatever you ask for i mean that's uh, sweet yeah, so the plan That's for me thing. is wait until the latest possible and then try to either chase a ring or chase a bag. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Well, Yules, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate oh, uh, fun, you guys. giving us this time tonight. Yeah, that was a good. That was a great time. Yules, uh, <laughs> thanks for betting as well. Congrats on the new house. Yeah, thanks. congrats, um, dude. That's yeah. high end. Well, thanks, listeners, and uh, Yules, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you all next week.